Hi, I'm Christina Rodenbeck from the Oxford Astrologer, and I'm here with my friend Sally Kirkman. Hello, Sally. Hi, Christina. From sallykirkman.com to discuss the astrology of the coming four weeks. That is from, it's the 19th of February to around the 20th of March, isn't it? Pisces season. Yeah, I think the sun enters Pisces on the 18th, actually, 18th yeah. of February this, uh, this year. It's early this year, isn't it? It um, is. Yeah, so we're in Pisces season. We're coming up to Pisces season. But uh, how was last month for you, Sally? Well, uh, tricky. (laughs) Tricky. I actually, I had COVID. I had my turn with COVID, which actually wasn't that bad, but obviously had to isolate. So um, my energy levels took a while to kind of recover. Um, So, yeah, a lot of navel gazing and soul searching as I was home alone. (laughs) Being ill. Um, But, yeah, all fine. Um, And I was in a house by the sea. So when I wasn't poorly... Um, I could get out to the sea and it was my Jupiter return, my Jupiter in Pisces. So, you know, I was so close to the sea, which was lovely. Um, But yeah, it wasn't the best of months. I mean, how was your month? Oh, I got, you know, dived into a huge, uh, I wouldn't say depression exactly, but gloom. I dived into gloom and um, I found... I have to say it was very tough month, January. I knew it would be because mm-hmm. of all the retrogrades and stuff. And, you know, it's the darkest part of the year. Um, and I stopped listening to the news, which helped a lot. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I actually haven't been paying, you know, haven't been listening to the news because I realized that we are in, you know, if you're constantly getting this loop of, you know, this noise that's very negative. Uh, you can at least turn that off. Yeah. Um, and I have been distracting myself in my usual way with literature and movies. Good. Uh, in true Pisces fashion then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen, yes, exactly. I've seen, we, you know, there've been some very interesting and good movies to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, we watched Power of the Dog and mm-hmm. uh, The Lost Daughter. There was, there did seem to be a theme in, January, which I found interesting because of the Venus retrograde of of lost daughters, yeah. um, including that film. Um, mm. We watched another one called Mother and Child from 2012 with Annette Benning, which is also about that same theme. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that. I've been drowning my, I've been distracting myself with art. Good. Yeah, because it's been. I mean, the other, you know, I thought it was classic because both these retrogrades, Venus and Mercury pulled in Pluto. Even the turning points weren't that pleasant. On the day that Venus turned direct, I mean, normally, you know, these, they really are sort of green lights, things switch on. And I know for some people that was the case, but I I got my tax bill readjusted on the day that Venus turned direct and I had to pay more. (laughs) I was like, really? That's what hidden that's come to light? (laughs) Not happy about that. But I mean, you know, perfect symbolism, isn't it? It is perfect symbolism. It was an incredibly expensive month as well. I mean, my- I not just the tax bill, I had my vet bill. Uh, my cat nearly died. Um, <clears throat> cat news from the, the Oxford astrologer. <laughs> I, know, um, I, I feel like I'm always talking about my cats, but my cat heart 
nearly died. And that was just horrendous. And then cost an unbelievable amount. Mm. Um, although I think that his kind of um, medical care is probably better than ours. You know, probably. <laughs> you go to the vet and he has blood tests and he gets it back within hours. I know. Um, it makes you think, doesn't it? If that's possible. Yeah, they're not on a waiting list. They're not on a waiting list with the NHS, are they? Yeah, he nearly died. And on the same day that he nearly died, my cat, dad's cat in France did die. Oh, oh gosh. So, I mean, real Pluto themes, actually, then. You know, real Pluto themes. Yeah. So we need to kind of, I, I'm going to be glad when the inner planets move out of Capricorn now, which does happen during this season, because, you know, they're just they're dragging along next to Pluto. So it's it seems to be quite tough stuff emerging and some kind of completion going on from two years ago as well. It's it's not easy. So I'm looking forward to that in this month ahead. Um, but we should talk about Pisces, shouldn't we? Yeah, I want to say something else as well. Oh, okay. you say say, we're recording this on the 15th and I'm getting married tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just on the up, you know, because I'm just popping that in because, A, tomorrow's a very good day, uh, astrologically, of course, with the Mars-Venus conjunction, which I think we'll be discussing some more because it just continues, goes on and on and on. Yeah. And Jupiter will be on my sun. Beautiful. And on David's Jupiter, which is Lovely. very nice. I His think Jupiter my, return. <laughs> His Jupiter return. And Mercury will be on my venus hmm. and you're, um, you're doing this all under a lovely full moon the full moon in leo the full moon in leo exactly which is good for my ascendant um so i think that although last month was actually very difficult we're now entering a new phase already and it's sort of sw- started to shift from about the first of february yeah. And I do actually for last month, I want to give a big shout out to all my friends in Aquarius yeah. season because they, you know, God, without my friends, they've really been there. They've really, um, you know, supported and helped me laugh. And, you know, they've, they've been great in Aquarius season. So shout out to friends. <laughs> yeah. It's funny about laughing. You know, laughing is has been really, really important. We've actually been, I know, um, we've been re-watching Modern Family from mm-hmm. the beginning, and that's been very amusing and very interesting as a sort of historical piece already, mm. you know, 10 years old or something now. Mm. You find a lot of time to binge watch <laughs> and do this Pisces thing, don't you? I mean, you really do. Yeah. Films, TV, yeah. watching. I mean, it's so, you know, you are a Pisces, obviously, but... Um, it, it's a big part of your life, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It yeah. is being lost in in fiction is yeah. a really big part of my life. Yeah, um, I think that, and I think that it's also part of the um, Neptune and Pisces period that we're in. Yes, allowing yourself to be lost in fiction. The important thing is to understand that it's fiction. Yeah, um, I mean, we could talk about fake news and all that stuff, and the fact that that we live in this world of hall of mirrors now mm. and an issue for people in general is not, uh, not differentiating between fact and fiction. Mm. Mm. Uh, and it's become 
it will become increasingly difficult with Jupiter and Neptune and this, uh, uh, both in Pisces and this month with the sun in Pisces, I think, mm. um, that the world of make-believe, mm. uh, which I enjoy so much and spend so much time in, mm. um, has broken the boundaries into the real world so thoroughly that, um, you know, we have these mass, um, I want to say mass delusions, but it's a, it's a, it's a thing, mm. you know, and it's really important just for anybody who's listening to this to be aware that we are in this period of, of, of make-believe mm. and to keep track of what's true what's fiction and what's non-fiction and this is the whole worlds that are created this is you know the pisces the world of pisces um so you know it's fine if you know that you're watching breaking bad and that's in the world of albuquerque in 2010 or whenever it was um and it's not your world but it's when you when you get the leakage that it becomes very dangerous so it's important for people to see where the reality is yeah and and also i think for you know if you're i mean if you've got strong pisces actually it's mm-hmm. moving forward into pisces season even more important it, it makes me think of uh, when my daughter air sign daughter was quite little and we were watching it was bambi oh. and spoiler alert there's a death in there <laughs> i was weeping as i do at these things and she turned to me and said mummy why are you crying it's not real <laughs> So maybe we need the air signs. <laughs> I know it's not real, but it's sad. <laughs> yeah. It's air signs. I mean, the thing that the water signs are able to do is be involved, is mm. to allow yourself that emotional involvement, which is an incredible release because it means you can do it in a book or on screen or with the movie or whatever instead of doing that in real life. Mm. Mm. Um, if you understand that's how you work yeah so that's you know people who are either have the sun or the moon in the water sign it's important to keep this in in mind or the ascendant as well well Mm -hmm. scorpio pisces um cancer Mm -hmm. um and i you know we've been through a really difficult time with this pandemic and a lot of people i talk to are having are really starting to they managed quite well in the first lockdown. That was actually quite nice in some ways. They managed, you know, but now it's become very lonely, isolating, difficult, mm-hmm. and hard to imagine even getting back into where you were before or what it was like before. Yeah. And I, I think also, you know, that's as we're moving, you know, we're moving from an air sign, Aquarius, into water sign Pisces it is also it's important to have I mean I miss hugs affection you know there's there's all of that too I mean because we've been so separated um you know so so moving into Pisces season it is important to sort of reestablish reconnect actually um you know and and use the positive side of Pisces actually which is to to really sense what someone else is feeling to really spend time with people more if we can moving forward. I think we've been missing that so much. Um, well, and Saturn in Aquarius has been so unhelpful for that. Yeah. 
it's really set these boundaries so ridiculously strongly. Mm. Uh, And people are desperate for that contact. But, you know, in some ways, I think the question is, how do you have that? Mm. You know, and, and, um, and what was it really? What was the contact? It's not like we were all going around hugging everybody. What was it? You know, I mean, I feel like we should all take up dancing, you know, ballroom dancing or salsa or something Mm. for that to reestablish that contact with other human beings. Um, Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, you know, when Jupiter goes into Aries, we're also going to be, that's this even more so. Mm. Uh, Pisces is a sociable sign. You know, yeah, it's, it's not, it is. Uh, it is. You know, they want to merge, don't they? They want to merge with the other yeah. <laughs> Pisces. Um, Those are festivals sign, you know, I, not my scene, but, um, you know, merging with the other, being in a huge crowd is quite a, quite a pleasant place for Pisces mm. uh, feeling. Mm. Um, being in the, you know, being part, watching a concert, being part of that. Uh, being part of group emotions is really important for Pisces. And I think this is one of the reasons that we see that we're seeing these things like Ottawa, what's happening in Ottawa. You know, I was reading about that and, and um, descriptions of it. And it's obviously, I mean, who knows um, what exactly is motivating people. But one of the things that's clear, clearly motivating people is that need to be together and to be emotion, emoting, which sounds strange. You know, you never think of Canadians as these heavily emotional people. They're supposed to be really nice and um, nice, calm Canadians. And yet they've had this kind of, this outbreak in Ottawa of, uh, um, I want to say, just hyper emotion, mm. um, which is, you know, it's dangerous if it's not, if it's completely irrational. Mm. Um, but there's something about people needing to have that actual connection, which they're missing. And the internet, uh, you know, what we're doing has made up for that very well, but it's not a substitute. Not at all. It's a disconnect still. You know, I I really, I think it's being in the same room with someone physically is so different because you pick up on their energy. You feel things in a different way. I mean, when we're talking on these screens, you know, it, it, it works on, it works at a different level. Um, you know, there is something that's slightly, slightly removed. So moving into Pisces season again, it's, you know, this it's compassion, isn't it? It's that one of the kindest, I mean, Pisces, I love Pisces because they just sort of want to look after everybody and look after Yes, overly so, overly so, but yeah. <laughs> oh, look, that person needs help. Oh, look, this pet needs help. <laughs> yeah. you know, real compassionate, sometimes overgiving nature, you know, boundless. A lack of boundaries is quite a Pisces theme, isn't it? Yeah. Um, as, as this, yeah, as Pisces know. <laughs> well, one of, I was just thinking one of my other sad things that was happening in January that I'm finding really sad is uh, various older people I know, well, three mm. specifically, one in particular, have galloping dementia. Mm. And that's very, again, that's like a loss of, it's this terrible loss of the self. Yeah. Um, and kind of, you know, merging. It's really awful, awful, mm. cruel. It's a cruel thing. 
Um, and actually, at a certain point, no matter how compassionate you are as a Pisces, there's not actually very much you can do. You mm. know, so one of the lessons of Pisces for Pisces is to learn how to, you know, where to stop with that compassion, and okay. um, and understand that you're not able to. Um, no matter how kind you are, it's not going to be that helpful to everybody. Yeah, and it's a it's a very sensitive sign too. So. You know, you've got to, I suppose it's that heal thyself first before you heal others, isn't it? You've got to look after yourself and look after your own needs as well. Um, Otherwise, that water just runs down the drain. The emotions run down the drain, really, as well. So it's it's a really interesting sign. um, I did love that Rihanna, Pisces, got pregnant. Jupiter and Pisces, Jupiter expands. So we have this you know, good news pregnancy for Rihanna. That was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it really is. And she's a Pisces with a lot of Aries as well. Mm. Um, so she's going to be, when's the baby due, do you know? I don't know. I would think it'd be the summer, probably when Jupiter's in Aries, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. so she's going to have that Jupiter going into her first, I think, you know, that, which is classic for pregnancy as well, as an over yeah. the sun into the first. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, that's a really nice piece of news, isn't it, Rihanna? Yeah. Um, that's going to be a very cute baby, I think. Uh, yeah, I noticed that Carrie Johnson, that Boris Johnson's wife, is also a Pisces, and she'll be having that Jupiter-Neptune conjunction on her North Node. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. What um, is that about? What's she falling into? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I hate to say it, but Partygate is a bit of a scandal. Mm. and one of the things that neptune in particular is associated with is scandal so we'll yeah. see what happens with that or whether that's you know we're already seeing that yeah yeah um yeah, yeah. It's a huge reputational thing for her <clears throat> you know and i think the other pisces who we must mention briefly is um prince andrew Ooh. randy uh, andy with his also because of course he's got the venus mars conjunction in capricorn um, and we're, we're in this period in the year when Venus and Mars are together, but he's got Pluto on his Venus Mars, hasn't he? Um, so that doesn't <laughs> doesn't look great for what's going on. Um, another one involved in a huge scandal, actually. Another Pisces involved in a huge scandal. Yeah, it's a big scandal, and isn't that interesting? You know that uh, we always—it's a classic um, thing that you know when you read an astrology book even in the 19th century they're talking about neptune being somehow associated with scandal and there we have Mm. two Mm. um yeah yeah, i mean i have to say that prince andrew you know god he is he you know there's all sun signs have a good you know there's good aspects and bad aspects but he really exemplifies a very low side of pisces i think Mm. Well, yeah, I think it was, you know, there can be this real um, sort of just love of the good life and a fame calls you, doesn't it? Or, you know, you just sort of, because of your, because of his privilege, probably, he thought he could have anything. Hmm. You know, this is where Pisces, again, there's no sort of limits in place or a lack of self-responsibility, probably. You just, you you fall into desire, actually, Hmm. and want to kind of. You know, and a lot of, and there's also that, yeah, I mean, it is about fame, isn't it? It's about the, the people who want fame. I mean, that is so elusive. It's so kind of intangible, 
but it is part of that Pisces allure, um, you know, rather than want to do something that's deeply fulfilling or meaningful. Not necessarily talking about Andrew there, but I just got onto Pisces, another aspect um, of it. I, an aspect of Pisces that's really interesting is just influence. You know, wanting to have influence, and that is Rupert Murdoch is the other Pisces I always think of, who's yeah. a massively influential person. Yeah. Um, and to influence the way people feel. You mm. know, you could describe a media baron, you know, the person who owns Fox News and um, the Sun newspaper as, you know, that's what he does. He influences the way people feel. Yeah. Which is, is the, you know, it's, that's what the media's become, isn't it? It's, gosh so emotional and mm. um you know in seductive there's a seductive side to it as well um the flip and, side of the media no boundaries and that goes back to what i was saying at the beginning of that we're in this place of mirrors we're in this very confusing place because of the neptune jupiter mm. um conjunction that's coming up um mm we're already in we're already feeling it you know and now when the sun goes into pisces on the 19th of february then we're really it's really really kicking off Mm. so it'll be interesting to see what happens but let's talk about the month ahead yeah let's Um, and i think that we really need to talk about this um venus mars conjunction yeah yeah, absolutely. Because it's, I mean, incredible, isn't it? That the, you know, they're not, they don't come together that often. And we've got them side by side, really, Venus and Mars. There's a Venus-Mars conjunction in Capricorn that was uh, February the 16th, so just before Pisces season. But then they both leave Pluto, uh, leave Capricorn, conjunct Pluto and make another conjunction on March the 6th at zero Aquarius. It's really interesting astrology, isn't it? It's incredibly significant because um, that means that Venus and Mars together are basically going over the same spots that were so activated at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, And then the same that they make a conjunction at zero degrees Aquarius, which is the very degree where Jupiter and Saturn made a conjunction mm. in December 2020, uh, you know, a an historic conjunction. Okay, this is a major turning historical turning point. Both of those, that big stellium which started the pandemic at the beginning mm. of 2020, and then the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn, which started this 20-year cycle that we're in. These are both now being activated by these smaller planets, bringing in more stuff, you know, Um, these more personal planets, you know. So this affects uh, the signs that are ruled by Venus for a start um, and by Mars. So that's the signs ruled by Mars are uh, Scorpio and Aries. The signs ruled by Venus are um, Libra and Taurus. Mm -hmm. And these get pulled into this. Um, and this conjunction of Mars and Venus is it again, like everything in astrology has a good side and a bad side. Is it war that's going to win or it's good or is it peace? You know, I'm, I looked, I was really, I'm fascinated by this Mm. and I looked up some examples of, you know, people who have this conjunction. And of course there's great ones like Tom Jones and Barry White, you know, the walrus of love and yeah, yeah. (laughs) That tag anyway, you know, Tom Jones, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> sex bomb. <laughs> yeah. They have that in Cancer. Yeah. But guess who else has it? Because these are the, the planets of war and peace. Mm. Mars is war. Venus, um, Venus is peace. They come together. And who's gonna who, what's gonna what's gonna come out on top? Is it war? Is it peace? Mm-hmm. Um, and Hitler has it. Yeah. Junction, but so does Mahatma Gandhi. So yep. it's not, you know, as with all, but these are people who are, and, and that's a political manifestation of this. And as you mentioned, Andrew has it, and so does Buddy Ghislaine and Epstein, Epstein, oh. and someone oh. else. I mean, just, you know, and you can see that that's, you know, mm. it's about sex there. And well, it's a very sexy conjunction. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And and that's it's you know love or sex, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I kind of I I find it. I mean, I was just looking at exactly what happens before this second conjunction, the one at mm-hmm. zero Aquarius, because I mean, you know, that we are on the brink of a war at the moment. If we're if we are going to be looking at the news, and yeah. Mars is exalted in Capricorn, it's stronger than the Venus. What? Um, but what's really interesting, I think, is that, you know, Mars actually goes past Pluto. This is early March and then moves on. And then Venus comes back to Pluto. And, and Venus has been in the underworld with Pluto already. Mm-hmm. And she comes back to Pluto. So it's almost as if something has to die to be reborn. She kind of there's something going on with that Venus Pluto that's very deep and potent and powerful, and it's feminine energy as well. It's female energy, more so than this sort of Mars, the rage of Mars. And then they move into Aquarius and meet where there's equality. There's something more equal. So I just find it a fascinating kind of the interplay of the planets, you know. Yeah. So in your personal life. You know, and this may be for Capricorn and Cancer. What has to die to be so you can be reborn and move forward on a more equal footing? I mean, that's kind of to me the symbolism that that it evokes, actually. And I think it's really interesting, as you say, that it starts off with Mars being the more powerful of the two, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where we are currently right now. Yeah, Mars is exalted in Capricorn. Okay, yeah. it's considered to be its best position. Um, uh, you know, it's got a lot of force and power in Capricorn. And you can see, you know, although I haven't been, yeah, I can't help having noticed what's happening with the news, even though I've been trying to block it out. Yeah. See that, you know, these are Capricorn is about, um, is to do with the establishment, is to do with na- nation states. Um, and they are gathering for war along these borders, right? Mm-hmm. Um, along the border of Ukraine. Um, what I'm hoping for, as you say, is that uh, what happens next is that when Venus moves into Aquarius, it's actually, I think that decan, that first decan of Aquarius is actually, it's good for Venus. I think it's ruled by Venus. So mm-hmm. Venus becomes more powerful yeah. behind that. And, and so, and, and Mars becomes less powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, Aquarius is also about communications, talking about uh, uniting, about group effort. Yeah. Um, um, about um, whereas you can see that Capricorn is not necessarily about having a discussion about things, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's hope that we get to that zero 
Aquarius point before mm. everything kicks off. Mm. Uh, we're at a, at a dangerous point because of Pluto being involved with this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's on a knife edge, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it it's is. interesting that um, I haven't got Putin's chart with me at the moment, but he's, he's a Libra, isn't he? He is a Libra, yeah. He has Pluto on the midheaven. Libra, Pluto. Pluto on and Leo on the midheaven. Power, you know. Yeah. So um, this power as well in Leo. I'm hoping that this is more because there's ish, you know, when you look back historically, you know, what is this like? Is it going to be like the Crimean War, yeah. which was a disaster? Or is it going to be more like, I don't know, the um the Cuban Missile Crisis, you know, which everybody got really scared and then went away again. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a dangerous point, and you know, people are playing with fire. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it, you know, it's also classic. We have suddenly, you know, we have a scandal at home. Suddenly, there's a foreign war. But uh, mm. yeah, <laughs> um, on a personal level, I just want to say that I think. I want to go back to Mahatma Gandhi <laughs> and Barry White and Tom Jones, that actually this is a very sexy conjunction. It's a very, you know, it's wonderful for lovers. It's wonderful for, um, you know, partnerships of all kinds, for, you know, actually cementing a relationship. Um yeah. And it's yeah. and it's also fantastic for people who are artistic, you know, um, for because uh, it gives people a kind of creative artistic passion. Mm. I think Winehouse has this as well. Had this, yeah, yeah. Uh, this conjunction too. Uh, mm. you know, there's a kind of passion with it, and so if you're anybody creative, this is incorrect. Can maybe very very motivating, especially mm. since it's really chiming with the. Um, planets and Pisces, which is a very creative sign. Absolutely. I mean, we're moving, they, you know, they're moving into March and April. They, they're two of the most exciting months this year, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, you know, so, and when you were talking about lovers, I mean, for Virgo, this the Venus um, and Mars in Capricorn are in your fifth house. And then when it moves into Aquarius, the Venus-Mars, then it's Libra. That's your lover's section. So those two star signs in particular, this could be a very intriguing month for um, for love affairs, passion. Um, but yeah, it, go I, on. Think, I think Virgo is absolutely blessed with this, um, you know, because then they have Jupiter in this house of partnership. Yeah. Um, you know, Virgo, if you're if you want to have an affair <laughs> or if you're a creative person, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And this goes right through until the end of this period yeah and and also i think what's you know because i i find it so interesting it's we're talking fifth house in astrology so it's the house of children but it's also what you give birth to so you know creative impulses your masterpiece your skills your talents your gifts you know it's 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 both actually isn't it Mm. um so you know it is bringing what's new to life it is creating bringing something new to life so kind of you know very exciting time for for the for the creatives and the artists definitely this month and if you want to have a baby quite yeah. simple you know if you're trying for a baby especially virgo yeah um but also virgo libra mm. Uh, mm. but also capricorn cancer probably 
you know, this is a really good time to be trying. Yeah. You know, it's the sperm and the egg coming together. That's what um, Venus and Mars are yeah. on a very b- basic level. Yeah. And when you think of that as a sort of insemination, um, that that's how it works artistically too. It's an insemination. It's a bringing yeah. together of, of whatever two different elements. It's the yin and yang. Yeah. Um, and it's really prolonged. That's why we're talking about it so yeah. much. Usually, you know, they kind of, they meet and that's sort of it, and then they for a few days and then they move on. Mm. They're just coming back and forth. They're staying together. They're really into each other this time. They're together. They're together all month. And I also want to say, you know, this. I mean, you touched on it, but it is a good time for you know joint ventures, for mergers and alliances. And and again, so if you're an Aries or a Taurus. And when they're, they're in Capricorn, for Aries, it's your career sector. Um, for Taurus, when they're in Aquarius, it's your career sector. And also the opposite signs. So Cancer, when they're in Capricorn, Leo, when they're in Aquarius. You know, if you're looking at um, finding a partner or looking for mergers or some kind of alliances, it's a really strong time to be doing this with um, Venus and Mars coming together. And you've got a lot of opportunities with it as well. So maybe more than one alliance, so to speak. Yeah. And you can have more than one go and really kind of get to know each other. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's it's um, after Valentine's Day, but even Valentine's Day for the first time in years is, was a good one, a yeah. very good because of this. Yeah. Um, and it's I, I think that it fits in again with, the, you know, we were talking about people, how people are really missing that uh, mm physical physical yeah and mars and venus in capricorn this is very physical it's a it's an earth sign Mm. um and in aquarius less physical i have to say this is like a mental connection you know when it moves into the aquarius it's all about you know um air it's fixed air right so it's those communications the mental connection and that's in early march um it's the six where they have the exact conjunction at zero degrees where um you know, Mercury has gone across that point just before we start, you know, before before our period that we're talking about. But it's very activated. That's yeah. Aquarius. You know, the sun went across it in February, early February, then Mercury went across it. Now these guys are going across it. Mm. Um, mm. But then what we get is this, we should talk about that, um, the new moon on the 2nd of March. Yeah, it's this, I mean, there's a, Everything kind of peaks actually in this first week of March because um, this is when the, you know, both Venus and Mars meet Pluto on the third and then move into Aquarius and immediately make their conjunction on the sixth. Mm-hmm. But also we have a lovely new moon in Pisces on the second, and which is conjunct Jupiter. So we have the first um, conjunction of Jupiter with an inner planetary body, the Sun-Jupiter conjunction. One of the loveliest days of the year is on March the fifth. Yeah. So, you know, this is real where the Pisces um, energy really gets going during this new moon. It's lovely. And it pulls in Neptune as well, doesn't it? In a wide conjunction. Mm -hmm. Sun, moon, Jupiter, Neptune, all in Pisces. So, I mean, straight away for um, Virgo and Scorpio, romance and relationship sectors, Mm -hmm. you know, what's emerging, what's new, what fresh start is coming in those areas. And Pisces, an incredible new moon, Christina. Yeah, I was a massive wave, you know. I mean, this is back to what I was saying about emotions. This is an incredibly emotional Mm. new moon. Um, And it is an amazing 
new moon just afterwards, you know, not before, because that's the time when things are going under before, but just afterwards you're emerging and you're coming out. It's like, uh, you know, when you're, if you like to surf, if you like body surfing, you know, when the, when the wave just pulls back, you know, at that new moon and then it crests and then you, you're ready to go. So what get your surfboards ready because mm. the new moon is going to take us right into yeah. the next few months. Why? Because it's making conjunction with Jupiter and Neptune, really, I mean, widely. And then the full moon later on um, is making that opposition. Mm. We'll talk about that in a minute. But this is the beginning of surfing a huge wave of energy for yeah. everyone in some sector of your chart. So for Pisces, this is a personal wave of energy. And it may be, and for many, many people, I think it's a spiritual energy because we're talking Pisces, right? The best, you know, we're talking how the worst of Pisces is, say, someone like Prince Andrew is very low, um, a, a low person. But the very best of Pisces is this spiritual, universal, compassionate connection or artistic connection you know the best of Pisces is something like Chopin you know something really really beautiful yeah Um, and so for each of us this is somewhere in the chart and as you're saying you know clearly for Scorpio this is in a very creative and or it could be romance Mm. Um, Mm. or cancer it may be about getting out of your shell you know, and seeing the big world. I know that a lot of Cancerians have found this whole pandemic, you know, they really had to retreat and protect themselves. But this could be the wave that pulls you out of yourself. Um, It's really important for uh, Gemini as well, isn't it? Yeah, 10th house. So, you you know, career vocation. And I would, if there's any opportunity to actually get on the media for Gemini. I mean, Gemini is a great media sign. This is a fantastic time to do it. It's, you know, there's all to be an influencer for, you know, your tweets to go viral or whatever, but you know, you can, you can really make a, make a a difference or, or get a a wide reach of people through this Jupiter Neptune and do it in a way that is emotionally connecting, actually reach people's emotions through this. Um, It could be very exciting. Sagittarius home and family sector maybe I don't know they're going off to foreign places to to look for somewhere new to buy (laughs) by the EC (laughs) that's it Sagittarius you're all doing the same thing (laughs) all Sagittarius will be buying a boat and sailing across the Atlantic Sagittarius this is a big wave of emotion in your family sector as well so it could be you know you have uh, a lot of grandchildren suddenly turn up, you know. Yeah, or, or a big fun. wedding or anniversary, a big party as well. You know, a real celebration of family life, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's an exciting new moon wherever it falls, um, you know, yeah. in your horoscope. I would say that for everyone, this is also the precursor. You know, people talk about, we've been talking about this conjunction of Neptune and Jupiter, like it's only on the April the 12th. You know, that's the day and that's it. This is it already. We're here. We're here. Okay. And so you need to really be feeling, you know, pay some attention on this new moon. Feel it. Feel where it's, what it's doing. And feel it for the next couple of weeks because it's a new moon. New moon's any lunation. You can probably feel it for the next two weeks. It tells you about the next couple of weeks. And this, so feel where this, where there's the movement, where there's the uh, big emotion. Um, you know, it may be somewhere kind of quite unexpected um, for you. 
so, you know, for Taurus, it may be in sort of group activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for, for each of us, because it's going to, and I think it's quite interesting actually for um, Aries, you know, they, they may really have a big spiritual moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for each of us, it's going to be some slightly different uh, permutation, some different, it will manifest in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um but it's important enough so that we should all be paying attention. And what I like about it is that we get the new moon. And then, I mean, the sun conjuncts Jupiter on March the 5th, and then it conjuncts Neptune on March the 13th. So it really is, you know, there's the fortnight between the new moon and the full moon is, is proactive. It's kind of forward moving. And, And there's just these opportunities there to, to, to really kind of ride this wave. Um, and go with it it's exciting it's exciting astrology i think it's really exciting and i just want to point out that on that day the second of march of the new moon consider that it the moon makes the conjunction with the sun obviously that's what a new moon is then it makes conjunction with jupiter then with neptune on that day so you have like a mini version of what the sun is about to do and then the sun goes on to repeat that and it's, it's like these these waves there's a small wave and there's a big wave and then there's going to be a bigger wave um on the same day, I just want to point out that um, Saturn and Mercury are making conjunction too. And one of the, and that's a good thing. This is a very sciencey conjunction. And one of the important things w- with this wave of emotion, this wave of creativity, this wave of artistry, this wave of beauty, spiritual, all of these Pisces things is how are you going to keep tethered? How are you going to not completely lose all sense of reality? Yeah. And actually, Mercury and Saturn are giving us a little clue there. It's the things of Aquarius that are going to be quite helpful, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, where and, Aquarius yeah. is in charge. And it's kind of, you know, there's when with such strong Pisces energy, there's always the danger that just remains a fantasy. You know, yeah, a fantasy. But how are you going to turn that dream into reality? How are you going to manifest it or make it real? So, you know, that Mercury Saturn is about, I don't know, drawing up the business plan or getting real about what needs to happen, you know, booking time in your diary to work things out, talking to experts, whatever. But it is, you know, this is, this is, it is the realm of the sort of fantasy, the imagination, our dreams, but they do need harnessing um, and, and bringing down, bringing down to earth to, to be made real. I did, there was one other thing that I do want to say, you know, because, um, particularly for Aquarius and Leo, it's going to be in your financial sectors. So, I mean, there is a cautionary note there because Jupiter and Neptune together, they are a bit like a bubble there. You know, it, this inflation rates are going up here in, you know, in the UK. So something may seem like a really, really good idea that you want to get involved in. Be very careful of being scammed or seduced and make sure that whatever you're getting involved in is sound. Actually, this is where you need to do your research, check things out, because there is a danger that that kind of, you know, it can be overinflation. I agree Um, with you. I I want to interject there and say it's about um, expert advice as well. Like who is who are the real experts? Yeah. That's what is being indicated by that new moon. Mm. In particular, uh, Pisces, um, you know, I'm sorry, in particular, Leo, this Pisces is in your eighth house of debt, Mm. you know, so you need to be careful with that. 
Yeah. On the upside, you may get some incredibly great investors in whatever your project is, whatever it is. You may be dealing with very um, yeah. uh, wealthy people with a lot of money. There may be a lot of money involved, for mm-hmm. example. But you could get into debt, and it could be a huge fantasy. Mm-hmm. A, B, I really want to agree with you about this inflation and this cost of living. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's real. Uh, it, there's, it's coming. You know, it's here already. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you, we all need to really take that into account. Yeah. That um, money is distorted. Mm. Weird things are happening. There is a bubble of some kind. Yeah. Uh, and that's true in the capitalist world, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is, this is one of the, you know, this is, I think, because of, it was always going to be the consequences of the pandemic on some level, wasn't it? I mean, the economy has just got gone skew with, um, you know, and here we have, there's all these interesting that as the planets move out of Capricorn, you know, triggering Pluto, then suddenly we get all this Pisces overblown, this inflation, the Jupiter, Neptune, and we're now starting to see, you know, the consequences of all that's gone before actually. Well, and also this, just on a sort of even wider note, that, you know, in 2008, when Pluto went into Capricorn, we had the banking crisis. Yeah. Pluto is going to be leaving Capricorn into 2023. Yes. We're coming into that. How well did we deal with the banking crisis? Uh, Was the economy, you know, it wasn't, the system was not readjusted. Mm. In fact, what we created was greater debt. Yeah. This is where we're coming to now is it possible that there's a big debt crisis coming? Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's something to take into account. Yeah, it is. And this is always with, you know, with the the slow-moving planets, it's there's strengths to them, there's potential there, but there's also the flip side as well. There's the challenges or weaknesses of it. So, you know, hopefully from what we're kind of talking about in this podcast, you're getting an idea of where you can maximize this and, and make the most of the potential of what's going on, but also, you know, just, just take heed of the cautionary, the cautionary note. And the cautionary note also chimes with the, um, the fact that we have the eclipses are in Taurus and Scorpio. Those are money. That's a money. Among other things, it's passion. It's a passion axis as well. I just, um, the fact that, uh, Taurus is ruled by Venus. Uh, Scorpio is ruled by Mars. We have yeah. the conjunction that we're in at the moment, which is, a, I, you know, the way that if you were going to use a word for that conjunction, the word would be passion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's also to do with money. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, I noticed that um, we were talking about money earlier on when we were talking about this past month and how we've been hemorrhaging money. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of bills to pay, just big, big bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot to mention that my tooth broke, so I had a huge dentist bill as well. So, you know, just generally it's been bad. Um, but this, it's important to, you know, be keeping an eye on money mm. Mm. with these eclipses mm. throughout yeah. 22. Yeah. And taking it seriously. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So should we just uh, move on to the full moon? I'm aware of the uh, time's ticking. Yeah, it is. It is. We've gotten very kind of deep into things there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is on the 18th. Yeah. Um, at eight in the morning. It seems on my software anyway. That's what it's telling me. Eight in the morning. 
And again, it's um, highlighting that Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. Yeah, it's directly opposite to that. Yeah, you know, the Moon is over in Virgo, of course. It's a Virgo full Moon, Mm -hmm. Um, but the Sun is right next to um, Neptune and Jupiter. It's just gone past both of those, and it's making this actually very lovely sextile to pluto so it's powerful yeah you know so pluto at that full moon will be making a trine to the moon and a Mm. sextile to the sun so Mm. it's actually kind of pluto being positive you know transformative um it's a possible you know it's a moment where you can make some changes actually possibly really smoothly yeah and and the other thing i like about it is that it also pulls in the nodes Yep. I mean, the nodes are still closely, you know, the, the north node in um, Taurus is also pulled in to make a trine to the moon. So it there is this full moon for me, there is a theme of harvesting or, you know, if you think of the symbolism of Virgo, this possibly during this full moon is how you find a way to to um, harvest the potential or, you know, we, we are Virgos and earth sign and you need the earth signs to make these dreams, these fantasies real. So I kind of like this full moon. I um, love it. I think strong Earth sign: Taurus, North Node, Virgo Moon, Pluto Capricorn. All the Earth signs pulled in. So it it really is kind of um, yeah, it's excellent for for creation or making things happen, producing things. It's also excellent for like publicity, for instance, if you're a Sagittarius, you know, mm. being seen, or as you were saying, sort of for harvest, some kind of. Um, and, and and for visibility, yeah, um, you know, it's probably pretty good for something like popularity. You know, for um, who's for, who's that for? Well, I like it. I mean, for Virgo, Virgo, this is your full moon. Make the most of this, you know. And because so much is happening in your opposite sign, again, a good full moon for partnership. You know, getting the right people. If a you know, getting people who can back you, invest in you, influencers. I like it for um, Virgo in particular. Yeah. Who were you thinking of? I was actually thinking of Scorpio, you know. Okay. I like that, um, the way that it's tilted, because it's it's got all that creative, it's like all of your creative power can somehow be seen with this, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, with this full moon in a practical way. Mm-hmm. by an audience yeah. so you know if you have like a uh you know a website or a book or something that you want to show to people it's mm-hmm. like a, and it's got a sort of practical effect yeah that earthy um grand trine essentially there's yeah. a grand trine going on with this so there's a wonderful mixture with this full moon of emotions and practicality yeah. um, or emotions and results you mm-hmm. know and for Scorpio, it looks to me like an audience, you know, it's potential audience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously really important for Pisces. You know, this is about relationships. Yeah. Uh, it's the moon, the full moon in your relationship sector. Yeah. Um, you know, emotions will be running high, of course. But Pisces, you need to remember that you're the person with the emotional, with the power in a way mm-hmm. that you can be really overwhelming. <laughs> i love you so much ah, you know okay all right says the Virgo. 
that's why Pisces makes such great actors. <laughs> I love you all. My yeah. moment on the center stage. <laughs> love everything. Uh, yeah, and, and the Virgo does that. Okay, let's just rein it in a little, doesn't it? <laughs> let's pay attention to the details now. <laughs> let's do the sums. <laughs> um, Rather than letting it all hang out kind of thing. So, yeah, it is a, it's an exciting full moon because it does, I mean, as you said, I mean, that mix of earth and water is lovely. And it's um, incredibly optimistic as well. I mean, in a in a way that is... We that we need now, you know, yeah. it's been so hard, right? Yeah. And actually, what has been happening, you know, astrologically during the pandemic, is that we may not see these the exact. We may not be able to understand exactly how, but society has been transformed. Mm. Um, society has been transformed at the very, at, you know, towards the end of this Pluto through Capricorn, which has already been transforming the establishment and the way that money works. Um, and this is part of that transformation. Uh, uh, but the emotional impact uh, is something that we may be really feeling now, even yeah. though we don't quite know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It feels, I mean, there's, you know, this this Pisces season, I mean, there's this passion there, but it also feels hopeful, actually. I think it's time to kind of, Very know, optimistic. Find your faith again, you know, start trusting again, find your faith, start dreaming about, you know, your future, that there is one. I mean, there was a time in the pandemic when particularly younger generation, it was like they had no future. It was awful. But this is, you know, this is hopeful again. It's time to stir the pot of the dreams and, you know, get that sort of excitement and inspiration moving. I think that's what, for me, this is what is being lit up in the month ahead. Yeah. And it's optimistic. I mean, that, that the point is that there is a future. Yeah. yeah? And this, the, re, the reason this Fullman is so cool is because it's talking about practicality. It's like, yes, we can have those dreams, but in fact, there are ways forward. Mm. So we're not, maybe not as stuck with this reality as, the, as we thought we were. Maybe we're going to save the planet, Sally. This would maybe. Cool, wouldn't it? Wow, that would be fantastic. That would be really, really good. You know, I mean, and this should be the direction Mm. that people are thinking is how are we going to um, learn to live on this planet harmoniously? Yeah. Harmony with the planet. Um, It's not harmonious at the moment. It's all lopsided, right? And we need to get the harmony back. Yeah. is that's possible um, if we think in an optimistic way. And that's why this teetering at the moment is so very dangerous and sad. Yeah. Yeah. And Jupiter's the global planet, isn't it? You know, this Jupiter, Neptune and Pisces, it is, it's incredibly spiritual and love for all and inclusive. I mean, it's a gorgeous, I mean, that's, that's the positive side of it. So Well, you know, what do you, do you love the planet? Do you love being in this world? Yeah. Um, and if you, and that's the the power of Jupiter and Pisces is universal love. Yeah. And that's also the power of how can we make the future? How can we move into the future mm. in a more loving way? And now I sound like a complete hippie. Well, <laughs> good. Let's, let's end on that note, being complete hippies and sending out 
universal love. I think that's a great way of celebrating the Jupiter Neptune junction that's coming. <laughs> and we're feeling it now, Pisces season. That's why I'm getting married tomorrow. I know. Well, congratulations and have a fantastic time. And I uh, can't wait to see all the photos. <laughs> Oh, photo. You can see the photo. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Take care. See you next month. Bye.